0: Hello, it's season three of Layback with Bear Fair. I'm Tom Haylock. I'm joined by two superstars of the game. Start with you, Reese Goodwin, horse trainer from Pakenham. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be involved. Don't sound too excited, mate. Get up. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Just <laughs> <Come on. laughs> a little bit nervous this yeah, so, time, you know? Give me a break. Well, oh, that'll change soon. And, and Jules, Lance, welcome, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm a little bit more excited than Reece, but, Um I'm <laughs> hoping for us to do this again if we want. Uh, we'll, we'll
1: rub with it. I like That's it. It's start.
0: That's funny. Um, Huge weekend of racing coming up. Um, don't know, you guys would have tuned in the show, done your prep work, no doubt. You know what it's all about, but huge weekend of racing. Group 1 racing returns, I can't wait for that. and Hillside instead of Caulfield, we've got the CF4. Randwick as well, the Apollo Stakes, a couple of Group 2s, so it's all hotting up. Are um, you excited for the weekend, guys?
1: I am, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's the good horses are back. Yep. Um, you know, I train myself, but I love sitting back on the weekend and watching these good horses. A lot of them look to troll up
0: well. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of good racing and uh, looking forward to seeing him step out. Looking forward to getting your opinion from, you were a jockey previously, um, now a horse trainer. So you've got a great insight and offer something different to this show, which is great. So not only do we have one guest, we've got two this season, which is great. Jules, pumped for the weekend?
2: Absolutely. I mean, it can be a bit of a grind with the punt. We get through winter, we get through some months where the summer, where it's off season, really diluted form. And all of a sudden you see these horses like Animo in secret come back. Jack and O, Thunderstruck,
0: uh, you lighten up Wednesday and you're pretty keen to do the form Thursday, Friday, and then you play on Saturday. Yeah, can't wait to get stuck into it. Uh, first of all, this show uh, starts with a lay bin. I'll go first, set the precedence here. Mm. Um, the producer of this show ordered coffees for us. Jules, you don't drink any hot liquid, is that correct? Yeah, that's
2: correct. Um, that's...
0: I don't understand it. So <laughs>
2: the reason is,
0: I don't even know why that's, I had that's an early lay.
2: Because <laughs> I always was taught that to have a drink you just quench your thirst and it's always hot you know you need to cool down so i don't understand this coffee tea whatever soup no and what is that <laughs> so what is that is that a food or is that a drink honestly what is it because it's it's so bizarre do you, in do, you, the do you
1: use a fork for soup
2: or do you I mean, it's, it's <laughs> not a rhetorical
1: there's nothing question like something that covers both it's yeah. it's
2: an abomination <laughs> it's soup like a, as well what so like put that in.
0: coffee is that a meal no, or a... no so that's that's
2: that's part of some weird Look, i hate the smell of coffee <laughs> Yet I love the smell of petrol, and I don't know what's in that. But um, so anyway, do, do you just wake up and have a bit of water in the morning? Does that get you going? do a couple of other things, but um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's what
0: I do. <laughs> it's the first, wake up, I won't ask. A Good water. start of the show. <laughs> um, and you ordered a caramel
1: latte. Yeah. You
0: taken the Mickey?
1: or? Oh, well, lucky I didn't go skinny caramel latte. That's what I was thinking I should have <laughs> went, but I thought I might scare you right off. But
0: yeah, caramel latte.
1: How was that's your honey? I
0: like, didn't have caramel downstairs. How yeah, was that's, your honey?
1: That's, that should probably be in the in. to the be fair. That, that have... would be one of the first places to order a coffee that doesn't have caramel. Uh-huh. I thought it was quite
0: popular. It was the honey all right? It was okay. It was okay. I'm sticking with caramel. Speaking what else is in the in? I don't know if you guys have seen the Indian first test, Australia versus India, starting today. Indians doctoring the pitch over there. It is some of the footage, some of the stuff going on. That's a huge lay for me. No doubt the ICC aren't going to do anything with the... Uh, with the power of India, but that's a huge lay for me. Just at least prepare the pitch evenly throughout the whole deck. Right? I don't care if you produce a green mm. top or whatever. Just make sure it's even. Don't get a patch and water a patch outside off for the left-handers. Ridiculous. Um, Jules, what do you got for us? Oh, I actually really like that.
2: Oh, I think they should do more of that in post <laughs> um, So I'm against the summer in Melbourne. I don't think we've had one. And I'm big on numbers, so let's break it down. Oh, December this year, we've had five times over 30. You wouldn't know, because you wouldn't look at me. You'd think, this bloke doesn't like summer at all. It doesn't <laughs> like the sun. I can tell you, I like getting out amongst it in the beach. Had no opportunities. Five times in December, over 30. Two of those, one of those was Christmas Day, so ruined by your family. And the other <laughs> day was the 27th because they were still sticking around. So there's outliers there. So you've got three days in December. Family Malavian you got seven. Yeah, they're no good. You got, seven <laughs> da, you got seven times in January compared to 18 last year, and I think it was 13 in December. And February, we haven't got over 21 degrees, and it was snowing last week.
0: It was. You're a stats man, I can tell. I look forward to your <laughs> input uh, throughout the racing season. Mm. Uh, race, just a standard one for you, I think. Well, I, I want to give credit
1: to Jules first. That's some good. Good um, research? background, yeah. Good research. To do on that. I, I didn't I focus think, I didn't, a lot on the sun, mate. Oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think you were coming with that much. I thought it would have just might a bit of a rant, but he's he's got the numbers. Oh, we got the rant thing. there as well. Don't worry. Uh, look, mine would be pretty quick, and it's only because I've had to do a bit of form for this. Yeah. Uh, but just a jump out trial situation here in Victoria. It was hard to do. I, I did Sydney first and found that very smooth and easy going. And then I got to Victoria, and yeah, it's hard to keep up with. So that's my quick one. There you go. Yeah, they need to fix that.
0: Um, let's get stuck into some races, hey? Mm. We've got the Blue Diamond Preludes, the Colts, the Geldings, and the Phillies. Race three is the Colts and Geldings version. Now, we've got the rail out 10 metres. Interesting point of uh, topic here. The 1100 metre start, there's four 1100 metre races on the day. It's actually from the shoot start with the rail out 10, and the winning post has been pushed back 80 metres, which is a weird nuance. And the data guys won't know what's happening here with this start point, obviously move from Caulfield. Uh, what do you make of that, Jules?
2: It's important for the punters to understand. Yeah. Because I think a lot of punters will be out there going, okay, it's around the circle, so gates will be really important. Once we get into these shoots, we've seen it at Pakenham, they ran around the circle and then all of a sudden they changed when I think they got the lighting fixed start. and now yep. it becomes a shoot and there's no issue for wide gates at all. <coughs> the other factor that you mentioned is about the big teams. Well, they've got no data. Mm. So whether they want to really play into this space, I mean, we saw with Pakenham, Pakenham shoot races now are so much faster than what they were as a circle. So the data completely changes. So um, (laughs) it's going to be interesting to see what turnover is in these kinds of races, but I think probably the lesson for the punters that we need to worry about for Saturday is I don't think you'd be worried about wide gates.
0: No, I think that's key. And obviously Noah I was speaking to when he was going to scratch from a white barrow the 1,100 metres without knowing that it was a shoot start. And I said, no, it's a shoot start. White barriers mean much less, so um, very interesting. We start with race three, um, the group three, but I'm um, pretty for the Colts and Guildings, It is an 1,100-metre start. Some people call me the likely leader here, but not a lot of speed in the race. We'll start with you, Reese. Um, Barber looks like set to go favourite here.
1: Yeah, look, I was taken by this horse. I hadn't known a lot about him because he'd been in Sydney, but yep. he was awkward away on debut, and he still won really well, and then he was even more awkward away in the golden gift, and uh, he was... Sort of, It was a fast-run race, which was probably set up to, for a backmarker, but for a two-year-old to be chasing sort of 600 out off the bridle and he still got over the top of them, I thought that was massive. And then he's trialled twice in Sydney. Uh, the first one, very typical, Godolphin um quiet trial. But I thought the, the best two things about his trials were he's jumped well, um, and I think that's going to be key in these sort of big races. He's learnt to jump with them, um, and I think with Jamie Carr on
0: board, yeah, I think he's, he's a bet for me. Jamie Carr generally set, settles further forward than you would expect with most jockeys. That's her great strength and gets them to settle under. So that's a really interesting point. And, and Barber has jumped well on that Hawkesbury jump out. Just firstly, your knowledge. You're running with <laughs> no piece... Like at least he's got a of paper. Yeah. You're running with nothing. nothing and you, Your memory's outstanding. for you, You've done your <laughs> well, research, do If, don't if you, my mate? memory was shot at this age, I'd be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> oh, you got me covered anyway. So you're with Barber on top. Have you got anyone you want to be against or just naturally you're against... Oh,
1: a, I was a little bit against the WA Yes. Uh, two-year-old, only because it's a massive trip to come all the way from over there. But, you know, the Casey team, you know, aren't bringing it over just to, to muck around. So I sort of respect that and I respect that Ollie's taking the ride too. But I just thought big trip for two-year-old, um, you know, was obviously beating up on at lesser opposition over there. But I just thought at the price um, I would have had Barber much shorter than what um, what um, the WA horse Brave Halo is.
0: Yep. Brave Halo's last win rated really well, Jules. Um, what do you make of the race I think it's impossible, and I, th- the reason why yeah. I think this
2: race is impossible is because you've got the different form. Ones, so you've got this mm. Perth horse coming got across, a Sydney
0: horse and a Perth horse. Mm. Correct,
2: and and then you've got the Victorian form, which I'm a little bit sceptical of. So I'm worried about that. But also you've got the fact that we're two, three weeks out from the actual grand final. So you don't need to win your first final. You need to win the big dance. So you've got to work out where big these tuss. horses. Where these okay <laughs> <Yeah, yeah>. PVL <laughs> <laughs> slotted that right. in nicely. That's yeah. <laughs> a tick. Yes. <laughs> um, so. For me, I found this one really tricky compared to, of the two Preludes, this was the one that I really couldn't screw down because I just didn't know about Brave Halo. Like, the numbers are there. You're mm. right. Rated right through the roof. The SP's there for you. I mean, $1.16 last start. It's not starting at sixteen because they think it's okay. The big data-driven teams are nailing this because $1.55 the start before and it starts $11 on debut and that's irrelevant. But um, it's running as quick a times as the older horses over there. So yes, last 400, is really good. So there's no doubt it's got plenty of ability, but I'm with Reese as well. This trip over for a mm. two-year-old, is a big, big trip. So you've got to take that into account. Um, Barber, debut really good. I I, I get Reese's point with the second start, but I'm not heavily into its corner. Like, to be honest, I'd be happy to lay the top two in the market to a certain point to let people on because I just didn't think the race... I didn't have much of an opinion on the race. What I will say Mm. is... That unraced Amigo, and it won't say it in the form guides, is really important. So it went to the preview, I think it was, 21 into seven. And I think the important that seven was at the death. Mm -hmm. So when these two-year-old unraced horses are holding their price right at the death, you can go, okay, it's, it's there. Um, so it won't say it on the form guides, but 21 into seven at the death scratch at the barrier, Amigo obviously got plenty of ability.
0: And that's a fair play. Laying two horses, um, Barber and Brave Halo might be your option there. The reason why I didn't want to lay Brave Halo probably just settles closer than Barber. Um, there's not a lot of speed, so that's an interesting one as well. Interesting with these 1,100 metre races with the huge run of the first turn, it's only dogleg tempo. Do you see it? packing them. I know the times are faster than the circle, but they don't often go that quick because they're such a long run. You can settle and and find a position. So interesting to see how that goes in the pace of the races. Um, I'm with you, Jules. I've got no idea. Um, Happy to let this one go through to the keeper. Race four, we see the Blue Diamond Prelude for the Phillies. Again, 1,100 metres. This is a little... Sexist year, Group Two, where the mm. colts and geldings are Group Three. Comes up every year. Yeah, yeah it does, does yeah. come up every year. Right, yeah, how, I, think I don't know how well.
1: it, how it even happened in the first place. Is it because they rated higher,
2: or is that? No, it's, it's it's not. I don't. Well, possibly. I mean, back in the old day, yeah, you had to rate certain many years yeah, yeah. At a, above mm. a certain rating to get to the group, but.
1: But then also it comes back to like, why? Like at a yearling sale, you probably might want to buy a colt because mm. you're going to be racing for better status. Rather oh. than a filly, you know, you, you go back all it's the interesting. way there.
0: Well, Philly's a group two. So, um, anyway, let's Charmstone Stone favourite coming off a, a really good win first up here. Mick Price said during the week it might be one of the best two year olds he's trained. That's a glowing push. He's from, had a few uh, good ones. Yeah, he's had a few good ones. Um, Cigar Flick probably the second favourite here over from Sydney. I'll start with you this time, Jules.
2: Yeah, they're the two that I only want to be with. So Cigar Flick brings the learning to fly form, which is the right form, I think, for probably a slipper point of view. And we'll probably talk about it a little bit later, that horse. But that's the right form line. But the other one is Charmstone. I think (coughs) it's a bet for me, Charmstone, because um, I am completely throwing in the bin that Dysonic Boom form line. They went outside standard time in the last 400, 200, I think it was 12 and a half, last 200, which is the worst of the day by far. Now, I want to be seeing something. If you're outside standard, I want you to be coming home just about best of the day. They just didn't. No margins yep. across the track. So, two and a half lengths, I think, first seven. So, um, I'm getting rid of that form line. So, there's not much left. Uh, and I think Charmstone's a really good horse. I think that Flemington run, obviously, it failed on debut, but it was a shorty. Um, comes out, wins next start. Uh, last final tournament was just as good as Joyful Fortune on the same day. Um, that stacks up for me. And yes, again, not the grand final, but I think it's got panels on the Victorian horses, that form line. And they're the two, I think Cigar Flickle. Will- tighten up in the market has to the percentage has to go somewhere and i think it goes into those two
0: i i agree with you regarding cigar flick and just watch that race james mcdonald was pretty soft on cigar flick late and on the line may have cost it third which was interesting he wasn't picked up by the stewards but um interesting one there i've got a big opinion of cigar flick and i agree i think that'll shorten and get closer to jumpstone and
2: yeah, the only one concern I have with cigar flick is the barrier. Now I know we say we don't care about yeah. the barriers, but just because it's not the grand final, I can't see them wanting to bust hard. So Typical if they waller, they'll yeah, snag just back find a backside and then finish off, and then okay, let's get to the grand final full of Fair uh, point. momentum. So that's the, just the one knock with cigar flick with that gate. Uh,
0: Reese, you're with something different.
1: Yeah, look, that's you'll probably quickly work out I'm a not much of a favourites man. I love something at I a bit like of odds. This. Yep, um, and I was against cigar flick only because. I don't go off sort of facts and figures. I'm just watching replays, to be fair. Yep. And I thought the the first up win was good but was in sort of ordinary conditions. A few of them might not have handled it. And then I thought uh, the other day in Sydney sort of had the right run, loomed. Yes, the one's in front of her. Might have had a softer run, but I thought and a she was good. I reckon. I think yeah, it's mm-hmm. she. Good she I, line, I was probably but. the right form line, but I thought she was quite soft. Yep. Um, and certainly didn't want any further. Uh, and then I was happy to go with um, Beauty Rising, Stokesy's horse uh, down from my neck of the woods. I thought. No uh, male her, from
0: here, speaking of Stokes, No male,
1: no male, no male. No, no He's very quiet, Soxy. Is, is he? he? Yeah, barely get Bill out of him. Really? Barely get Bill out of him. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought her debut run was very good. She chased the whole way, still come off their backs um, and ran a really nice second. And then Hayes's horse went to the Gold Coast and it wasn't disgraced in the, the good race up there and pulled up with a bit of colic. Uh, so might have had a small excuse. And then she's had a jump out in between and trod very sharply. So I thought at the price, uh, drawn middle of the line, might get a, uh, she might settle a bit closer and I just thought that the price was an H-way, H-way bet.
0: Bit of value there. Number 13, Beauty Rising for Reese. Race five, the Kevin Hayes Stakes, 1,100 metres, uh, fantastic race. This is a race I'm very keen on. Uh, we'll start with you here, Jules, because I think we might have a different opinion. I think we do. Um, so here... This is a bit when I do
2: the form and I look at probably the first party is you can look back at history with these kinds of races. Now, it doesn't predict the future, but no horse in the last 20 years has been able to carry more than 57.5 kilos. So you can get a guide there that sometimes there's a sweet spot with these kinds of races. doesn't mean a horse that with the top weight can't win, but I just have that as a factor sometimes yep. when you're looking at things. Are you putting a pen through She's at you split on the, the back of that kind of well, Not on the back of that, but it's part of it. Yep. It's part of it. that You have to be obviously a really good horse to be able to carry <coughs> that weight in this kind of race yep. for whatever reason. Now... Um, that's not, I don't go, okay, well, now he can't win because the history is telling me that. Yeah. But it does have some type of influence on my price. Um, I settled on She's Dancers here. Now, I know she might not be the best filly that comes out of this race, but the fact is 11 of these horses are first up. I don't know where they are in their preps. They could be a little bit soft in that last 200 metres, 100 metres, whereas this horse is rock hard fit. Won its last three. In particular, I was taken with the last win. And, yes, had all the favours at Mooney Valley. I cop all that but still ran really quick time. I loved its last 400, 200, and I just think it can control this race. Jamie Carr goes on. No better front-running rider, just about. Um, Can control, sit out. I've got no issue with sitting out wide uh, on the way that I think this track's going to play. I think it might just be too fast for them because I just think these other ones might need the run, but I will say, at the death, on the exchange, is going to be your best (coughs) friend with these 11 horses that are first up because Mm, you're going to know which ones are screwed down and which ones actually do need to run and which horses might actually go forward and which ones are going to be ridden conservative because they don't have the fitness. So best friend exchange at the death.
0: Third 1,100 metre race in a row, so you get an idea how the track's playing and and how She's Dancers look suited. You've got Queen of the Ball likely to, probably She's Dancers follows Queen of the Ball across. You've got H2O who'll kick up from the inside. That looks the speed in the race. Interesting, She's Dancers might have to work a little Mm. bit to cross if they cross or probably settle. Two or three deep, anyway, and yep. from that standpoint, I'm against uh, She Dances. She met La Dance Rouge, H2O, OEA um, back in the Red Rose, I think it was down the Flamington Strait, and we saw H2O win that. La Danse Rouge runs second. They put a big gap on um, She Dances, and then She Dances come out and won three in a row. Probably got a fitness edge over a few of these. That's that's the advantage. But just for the price, I thought she'll drift. Um, so I'm kind of lay her. As it is, I've got a huge opinion on the Dance Rose. Trial it up superbly the other day. Really nice jump out, Reese. You've messaged me last mm-hmm. night and said, Trial it superbly as well. Yep. H2O goes around a big price, underrated as well. But I like one here at a big price over from Sydney Cythera. Um, each way, $20, um, barefair.com did you. She's a Philly with Upside. She's had two starts. Loved her recent trial at Rose Hill. Really impressive. Maps perfectly. I like the jockey booking as well. Massive I think, jockey booking. I think you agree, Race. Yeah,
1: no, definitely. I, I feel as though the Snowdens, they try and pinpoint Zara when they come down here. I am Superman's one that comes mm. um, to mind. But yeah, I'm with you as Cythera at the price. I thought both her trials recently have been really sharp. Um, she has got the best of Bordeaux form, um, Lady Laguna. And she's, she's drawn to get the right run in behind them. And I think she's. I don't think that would bring her down here sort of just to have a run. I think she's pretty forward um, and she can run
0: well. I like that. Two trials set for this race, I think. Draws well. Um, Zara on to good booking. So big price. She brings different form. A lot of these do kind of tie yeah. in. She might be one with different form that's ready to grow. So I think at the $20, she's just a bet. So I theory, I'm against she dances. She's my lay in the race at the price. She gets out to $9, $10, $11. I wouldn't lay her, but uh, that's... My opinion on the Kevin Hayes stakes, the Group Three. There we move to race six, the Rubiton 1100 meters Reese, Do you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, I'm. I couldn't be more happy with being on Marine One at the double-figure price. I think he's about ten to one. He's jumped out really nice with his horse. I think he might have even had three jump outs, which is pretty. Means he's pretty forward from the Mars stable. Always showing a lot of ability. Um, gets Zara again. Who I think is going to have a big day. But yeah, his trial has been really good. Happy to be with him at the price. She'll get the right run. Um, and yeah, just just thought it at 10 bucks, I was quite surprised watching you, after watching his jump outs.
0: Your man Zara on board. Um, interesting the stable have got Generation and Marine One here for different owners, Zara and melum Ride. Market's mm. going to be really interesting with those two. We see when there's um, good money for these stables and these owners that they're very correct um, often. So interesting Marine One Generation there, Jules. Which way are you learning? Didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do because I love Uncommon James so as a horse. I. Yeah. I think it's,
2: well, it's on the border. We already know that it's on the border of a Group 1 being yeah. a Group 1 horse. But I mean a genuine, genuine way for age Group 1 horse. That's how much ability I think this horse has got. But I don't know where it's at. and And I'm not here to say they're not there to win the race, but they just might ride a little bit more conservative than we think. Now, I think probably this horse goes to an Oakley Plate. At the moment, with the way I think Mirabi probably be top weight, this horse probably carries 52 and a half with it in an Oakley Plate. Wins this, probably got to carry 55. I know weight's not everything, but in Oakley Plates, which is going to be really competitive this year, giving away two and a half kilos in your group one, I think is important. So I just didn't know what to do with those two horses, it and Chain of Lightning, who I think is going to get a better probably run than in Uncommon Janes. And so because... I didn't know what to do with those two. I just thought it was a no-bet race for me. I just couldn't work out what was going to happen. But again, I think the market will tell us where those two horses are and the two horses you mentioned that are first mm. up who have got quality horses. I mean, Marie won, won this race last year on the min, I think. Um, so it's it's a good race. I want to see these horses. It's one of those races where you go, I love watching this race, mm. but I'm not going to vet You're going to find out a lot more. It. Yeah.
0: What do you make... I often like back-in-the-class horses now in the autumn as opposed to in the spring first up because there's such a bigger break and you will see this over the yeah, winter months correct. race, obviously the winter coats and that's why you see them go to Queensland and actually run really well early spring. Whereas the gap between the spring and the autumn is shorter. It's over summer. They usually sprint real, well fresh. Yeah. you agree?
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. I was with Uncommon Janes, I think his class could get him over the line but he's also got to remember he's coming off a little injury too. Yep. So I think they would love to see him come through and you know run really well. Uh, so I was with Jules with that, but I don't want to be against him either because I think he's obviously going to be basically group one horse if he comes through Yeah, unscally. I mean, he,
2: he's such a good horse that I think last start, they actually, he jumps so cleanly. Mm. He can sit 1-1, one, one, mm. Uncommon James, yeah. but they actually, so it'll be really interesting just if they go, we just want to find backsides here yeah. and then let him finish yeah. off off the injury. That's it. Um, and then heading towards an oakley plate. So fascinating because if he lobs 1-1, one, one, they won't know which way he goes. No, that's right. I and it It'd be game over.
0: Maybe uh, have a sneaky bet in... In run, yeah, absolutely. So that's that's true. True. I think that's, that's a true, great shout. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, his trial at Dagon was very good as well. Uncommon James, who's come back. I've got him on top again. I don't really want to dive in at, at the shorts there, but I can see he's the horse to beat. Let's get to the big one. The Orr Stakes, a fascinating race. We talk about horses <coughs> first up class horses versus rock hard fit horses. You've got Tuvalu, Gentleman Roy, looked to speed in the race. Then you've got a couple of uh, Mick Price horses that probably get back in the run. They're class horse like I'm Thunderstruck, who's trialled enormously leading in. I was really taken with the, the trial of I'm Thunderstruck. He's come back really well. Him and uh, the stable mate worked at Sandown during the week as well, which might be important. Um, Jules, kick us off, mate.
2: Map's important here. If you can find out the leader and what's going to be leaders back, I reckon it just about gets the result for you. And Without, again, without knowing what the tactics are going to be, certain horses, I think the <clears> market <throat> in the last five minutes tells you that. So we know that Gentleman Roy needs to go fast and probably has to hold the lead. But there's some intent that we already heard, we see, from Tuvalu that they go blinkers first time. Mm. Now, if you go blinkers first time, you're not going to theoretically ride conservative. And I was going to ask you, Reese, like from a training perspective, if I'm going first up into a race and I put blinkers first time, the intent, I would mm. assume, is... We're going to be positive. Hundred percent.
1: Well, yeah, he's not there to muck around. Yeah. they they want to go there and win that race. I mean, it doesn't matter what group one they win. You know, any group one win yeah. is going to be a good win for him. So yeah, blinkers on, first time gate one. Jared Fry, another really good front running jockey yeah. as well. Off a twelve hundred
0: metre trial as well. Everything throat> there says intent, which you... is huge in these early spring Absolutely. early autumn races. There was intent. a lot of
1: intent in that jump out at uh, that trial at Geelong the other day, and I heard Lindsay uh, after it say that he that Jared just got off straight away and said, this horse needs blinkers. So they've put them on. Um, There'll be no doubt they're going to be super positive on him.
2: You you mentioned intent, and I think it's really important for a race like the All Stakes. You go back through the last 10 years and (coughs) the horses that have won it, they've been on-speed horses. Now, I know that's a core field, so again, we have to temper Mm. that a little bit going to the hillside. But horses like Alabama Express weren't the best horse in the race, but what they did was they controlled the race. And that's why I think it's important to find out, because Tuvalu's drawn one and Gentleman Roy's drawn two, one of them ends up probably getting leaders back mm. and not actually sitting outside it because I have a feeling Calcine Mav could actually probably push forward as well. Yep. It's a horse that at its best probably has a grinding run. It doesn't have that great yep. turn of foot that it needs to probably roll forward. So it's fascinating in terms of trying to work out the map because I think if you can work out the map, then you know, okay, if because I think if Tuvalu doesn't get lead, I think it's in a world of it's
0: hurt leaders yeah. back. It's an interesting point because Splinker's first time. Horses can jump a little slow. Correct. So With,
1: was there a scenario that if... Gentleman Royal goes quick enough to just pop off his back and be outside him?
2: Possibly, but then I th- that, that was the other thing that I reckon that's what they would hope to do. But if Kelsine Mav has actually got some intent mm. as well from that wide draw, then it gets to OSL yeah. and yeah. all of a sudden Tuvalu has to take yeah. that go yeah. They'll that, be very cautious back. of that. And you've got one. Turith as well who's drawn inside. That's a horse that obviously wants to sit yep. in 1-1 somewhere like that. So, um, Fascinating. Work out the map. I reckon you work out the answer. What we do know is Thunder will go back and Jack and I probably goes three back rail. Yes. And needs luck. Mm. Jack lot, and I will
0: yeah. be ahead of I'm Thunderstruck in the run. Correct. Is that advantage Jack and I?
2: It's advantage Jack and I, but it needs the breaks. So because Thunder's scenarios. going to be able to pull out. Jamie's going to be able to pull out with Thunder whenever she wants. Yeah. Whereas Damien's I mean, probably I'm going, going to be a little bit, okay, I need some luck here. I need some luck. And if they go slow enough, I don't think that worries Jack and O. I. I mean, his performance first up, everyone was saying no margins, didn't beat much. They went so slow you couldn't run mm, over all no. time. But his last 400-200, I think, was the best of the day. And that yeah. was in a race where, uh, on a day that Star Patrol won as well and blitzed the clock. So um, he's going as good as ever, Jack and O. He just needs luck, and that's why I'm with him, and I'm happy to lay Thunder.
0: He's got a bit more intent about him as well than on Thunderstruck. Yeah. So that's, that's what I look for in these 400-meter early season races um intent is a big one i'm a gr- i agree with you i i, I love i'm um, thunderstruck as a horse i think his trial was as good as he has trialed so i'm wary about laying him for too much yeah but just the intent there he'll go back he'll run on um i haven't got a st- strong opinion on the race either reese
1: i'm a i'm a massive jack and o fan
0: yep real fanboy, mainly because
1: i got 51's golden rose
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that was, uh, That'll do it. Exactly. Mm. Um, and yeah, loved his first up win. As Jules said, best last 400, 200 of the day. Same day, Star Patrol won, so he's not mucking around. Yeah, One time he's been to 1400, he beat uh, In Secret, who I'm also a big fan of. Uh, it, the start's critical because he's been awkward away so many times, and he was awkward yeah. away again the other day, which put him in that awkward spot. So if he can at least jump cleanly, I think that's going to help him because if he's awkward away against some of these horses, yes, he's got to run up on a few of them, but I'm not sure he's Going to be that much better than him, so it'll come down to luck at the right time and, and yeah. beginning
0: properly. You make a point about the times. First up, he couldn't have done any more. No. Jack and I, yeah. to the
1: eye, it wasn't a massive win. But no,
0: the, the times backed it but up. But you're looking yeah. him at the 300. Yeah, mm. like, he was hit seven or eight dollars in play. Exactly. He's, yeah, that's telling no me something. Yeah. <clears throat> It's a great run. There's a few other horses play. there,
2: though, boys, that are interesting. Like Mr. Brightside winkers off with the bad gait, probably has to go back, you would think. So they take their medicine, you think, probably can't win mm-hmm. if it goes all the way mm-hmm. back. So there's a few there where you go, okay, Mr. Brightside's sort of single figures at the moment. You'd think that the big guys probably take a set against yep. it. Yep. So then all of a sudden the market percentage has got to go somewhere else. And there's probably a couple other horses that you think, then, you know, Aegon probably not going to be there. Nugget's a fascinating horse. He's mm. going to try and make this leap who's probably going to get a really good run, what do they do with him? Um, there's a few bits to play out, I think, with some market percentage of where they're going to go. And I think I think it goes
0: into the three-year-old. That's my, my belief. I think it goes into the map as well. Yeah. Those, those yeah. that you th- expect to lead or, or settle close, it might go into those horses that are going, to be, going to be there to win, like a two below. It's going to be fascinating. Head to Betfair live as well. Watch the market late. The last five minutes is going to be fascinating betting. Um change tune now before we get stuck into the English Millennium, the Lightfingers and the Apollo Stakes at Rare Week, we're just going to do a little bit of a back to school, very basic, um, starting from scratch here, um, on form, basically, how to look for form. And the first thing is, and you'll see this when acceptances come out, you, um, I guess you bring up Racing Australia and you look for what we're looking at in terms of the race conditions, track conditions and everything. So you, you get to Racing Australia and um, you head to the top there and obviously says a few key things. So you've got rail position, um, out 10 metres, sand down, key point of reference. Track condition, what track you're playing on, what surface, the weather obviously as well and a bit of, bit more track condition. Then you scroll down to the race, so you go to something like the C4. You look at I'm Thunderstruck's form. Um, track record with firstly trainer, track record, prize money is, is record at the distance, the track, everything's there for you to see. You Have a look at the conditions of the race as well, which has the distance what track you're playing on? Set weights, standard way for age, which the CF4 is as well. Handicap, whatever it might be. Um, after that, guys, what do you do in terms of form? I'll let you go first.
1: I'm huge sort of map barrier fan. As yep. Soon as fields come out for any of my runners, want to see the gate and they want to work out the map and just want. To... In fairness, my advantage as a trainer is I get to see progressive acceptors. Yes. So on the morning, yep. I can see what's accepted, where it would normally map, and then it comes down the gate. So I map and gate fan yes. uh, and then yeah just work it out from there you know find out where you are going to be in the run find out where everyone else is going to be in the run you know see where they're drawn uh and then just narrow it down from there do i'm as i said previously i'm more like a just watch replays yep. sort of man more than facts and figures i haven't got into form that much yet um
0: well, so yeah that's me your form for a horse trainer is as good as anyone <laughs> that i've heard so kudos to you in terms of your, your memory of form and the way you talk about form is fantastic mate um What's your methodology around maps and barriers? Do you scratch a lot or do you oh, run them anyway? We see certain trainers, t- white barriers, they just go back and run on and use them for t- trial?
1: Or- Tell t- you what, Tom, I'm pretty lucky. I've got a stable full of 58s and there's 58 <laughs> races every week for them. So I feel as though if it hasn't got a winning chance from the draw or map perspective, yeah, we'll just Taking wait that. and save it two days later for another 58. You know, tracks come into it too, like Yarra Valley Saturday on speed track uh, and then you got to Werribee Sunday if you've got a 1,000 metre horse, Yarra Valley, Saturday's a tight turning track. You want to be up in speed. he's out of a shoot, as we t- talked about. shoot racing compared to circuit. Uh, circle racing's completely different. So, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly happy to scratch a horse if it doesn't map properly for the right run because luckily for me, I don't have a lot of great horses at the moment. I can find another race for it in two weeks. But these for these Group 1 horses, I'm done a struck. You know, Pricey's not going to stretch him from no. the draw. You know, he's got a set plan. He's still got to run regardless. So, uh, yeah, happy to, happy to wait for another day for sure.
0: Interesting. Joss? Yeah, it's Where you um. You got lots of colours on there. Yes, yeah. Your yeah there's a, and few, a few things there, you, mate. The main thing for me, he grabs an A first. That's what he first yeah. gets. <laughs> yeah. May yeah, 4. yeah. Reflex.
2: Um, probably the key you mentioned riser. I think is helpful to me. So yeah. I also another thing I look at is irrigation. I think Victoria's got a little bit better in the last year, but I think probably eighteen months ago we over watered our tracks a little bit we are starting on soft five oh. getting to good forum we might not even get there and then we're getting lanes mm. i think this summer has been outstanding we've raced started on fours and we're getting to three and more or less we're starting on threes and that's as a punter, and again, I'm probably speaking a little bit different race, you probably want some juice in the track for your horse's feet. Mustn't, but...
0: mustn't be some any internationals over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, correct. But for me,
2: I just love punting on fast track. So yeah. irrigation is always important uh, that I check, which you can see at Riser as well. Yep. I look also, if it's a group race or a listed race, they do actually have the history. So you can just go That's back right. to the yep. last 20 years. And again, it's just a tool that I use. I don't... Put everything into it, but it's just interesting to come up with some little factors of some horses are well suited compared to others. And then uh, from there, I've got my base of, okay, how I think the track's going to play from the rail. Um, I've got my own database that I've worked on for the last sort of 15 years of mm. how I think this track's going to play in these kinds of conditions. And then from there, the map. And I do my own map. So I know there's plenty of places out there that have maps, but I actually go, I'm going to do my map. Because mm. I think- That's good. Even though- Everyone else might have this horse going back. It's now third up, and it's ready to peak. I would not be surprised if they go forward. Yep. And if I get it wrong, I get it wrong, and I'm happy to get That's it wrong where you myself. Find an edge. Uh, possibly, yep. or, or, but I'm happy to die by the sword of my own making because I don't want to trust. Oh well, whoever put this horse four back the rails, and I'm like, well, I'd rather do it myself. So, what
0: platform do you use to do your maps? Are you just by hand? Or yeah, just, just by hand. I'm yep. just
2: on paper. Yep. Yep. So I just <laughs> go off. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> mate. It's it's old school. The, I yeah, like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real
1: good. I'm waiting for him <laughs> to get the feather and ink out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Uh, we could talk about that for, for ages and we might do that. Obviously, weights and measures and handicap ratings and the the nature of the race, whether it be level weights. We see a couple in Sydney, the class horses come yeah. back in secret of mm-hmm. level weights and whatnot. So that's always interesting looking at the uh, the, the type of race and the, uh, the weight measures and whether it's weight for age or standard. Um, let's get to Sydney. Fascinating day. We see some champions of the turf return, Animo in secret. Um, we start with a $2 million race. Um, nothing more Sydney than a $2 million race. The English <coughs> Millennium, 1,100 metres at Randwick. Race six, Jules, you can kick off here, mate.
2: Yeah, we'll just start with the tracks. So I think they were soft fire. They seven and 27.5 mm. mils yesterday. And
0: rain, yeah, rain forecast Thursday. Oh, oh, well. Ripping yeah.
2: days Friday and Saturday, mm. so really hot days with... I think important for the punters to understand there is on Saturday and northeasterly, 20 to 30 Ks. Now, once it gets to 20, 25 plus, we start having impact on how races can affect race uh, tracks. For example, Moonee Valley, I don't ever worry about wind, but a, rac- a track like Caulfield, absolutely the northerly impacts. Wind is crucial at Caulfield. Absolutely, yep. yeah. And even Ranwick a little bit, northeasterly I think is going to be a headwind into the shoot
0: yes. for the sprint races. Yep. So
2: just be careful, be mindful that also the jockeys understand that and they actually mm. ride for a little bit more cover. So maybe they're not as aggressive out of the gates. And I think that's interesting, especially for a horse who's Learning to Fly, who's drawn wide. Does it find a backside? But I just think it's the right form line. We spoke about it earlier when we spoke about a horse down in Victoria. That form line is white hot. Also, rail
0: rail back in true. So we saw rail out last week. We expected it to be on speed. It it kind of was. It probably wasn't as fence-ish as I thought it would be. but back to the true, they might be swooping. Yeah, I think for
2: the shoot races, fair. The way yep. I, I do it, fair for the shoot. Circle races, I want to be forward to midfield. Yeah. That's how I'm yep. playing Saturday. Running
0: line or no, nah, just, just, just fair? Ju- for- yeah, I, yeah, I just think fair. Yep. Yep. There you go. So you're with learning to fly to the batter
2: oh, Yeah, I am. Better I just, price? Well, it's going to be interesting to see what the market does with it because I would think the big teams will have this race going enormous. And then you've got to factor yep. in, okay, what are the other factors that these big Guys have, and they obviously have where the map's going to be, um, how the tracks they think the tracks going to play. Riders, what have they got in? Chad's actually going really well. I think he's probably mm. a little bit maligned, but he's four from twenty-two in the Metro. Um, he's exceeding market expectation, eighteen versus ten and a half.
0: So, it's riding for a good trainer. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely, sure does. So you got to get opportunities, but you got to also take those opportunities, mm-hmm. yep. Tom. So um, he's going really well. Uh, so I, th- it's I don't know what the market's going to do with this race because also they're babies and. You know, we can't really take factors from the SP profile. Sometimes that gets diluted, and you throw yes. that out yep. in these early door races. So, I just think it's a, a bloody good horse learning to fly.
0: I think she's the best 2 year I've seen this season. Yep, um, I rubbished the two-year-old form pre-Christmas, and that's done me um, done me well on the, the punt. To be honest, learning to fly was a good result for me first up. I've got her, the horse, to Beats. Um, I don't want to dive in, but I, I think $4 is a, an even price. I think that's a, a fair price. I really like um, a 14 Kundalini. We'll get a form reference with race one as well, the two-year-old race earlier in the day, but this that race rated really well. They put a big gap third. Um, fillies have got the edge over the Colts from yep. what we've seen all season. Drawn well, Barry five, good stable. Um, I think she's the danger. Number 14 there, Kundalini and... Uh, I've got Blunk to Blunk, who I think you're keen on. Yeah, trialled up really well. Comes to the right, or well, ties in with a few of these, but probably the run of the race from that lead up, where the other two were yeah. inside fence was stuck wide. Blunk to Blunk trialled enormous the other day, so uh, they're my top three. Are you with Blunk to Blunk? Yeah, I am
1: Blunk to Uh I've got to respect J Mac sticking with. He trialled it. Uh, he's the big dog in Sydney. Uh, I'm against leaning to learning to fly and. Ooh. I'm sort of the... Well, I'm on the Langer. opposite. I'm the uh, Yeah, I, yeah. Am. I am. I'm the opposite way to... We talk about the group ones, we wanted to be on the horses that are fitter. I'm with the two-year-olds that are coming back after, into a second prep, I think. Really? Well, I think they can improve a lot. I think, we're you know, we're going off what we've seen. But I think from what I've seen, some of these other two-year-olds trial, I'm not like... I'm just... Learning to fly was probably aimed for this
0: race, but I think these others
1: have ran early, been put away, and then aimed for a 2000000 dollars million million two-year-old race. Historically,
0: uh, looking at Golden Slippers the winners have had to have a start before Christmas as yeah, well. So you yeah, make a yeah, fair point.
1: Yeah. I, I just, and then uh, I haven't got a great hold on Sydney form, but yep. just going through watching everything. Look, n- take nothing away from learning to fly, but just from the gate, I wasn't sure what they were going to do. If you watch Blanc de Blanc's trial, they've been riding it a bit quieter. I think they've been sort of... I don't know, they didn't know they were going to draw wide, but they were making sure if they needed to settle, this horse was going to settle. There was a couple of others that tried really good. Um, Arkansas Kid, Mexico, yeah, both trialled trial Yeah, trialled really good. Yep. Um, it's a great race. The one mm-hmm. of Dalazon, of Gerald Rhines, tried really good, drawing the pole, might get the right run right behind the speed. I just thought the ones, and these are all the ones I've mentioned are the ones that have had a prep and coming back into their second prep, and it wouldn't surprise me if they jump out of the ground from what we've already seen.
0: Um, so
1: I, I was happy to go with... Um, Basically, the main reason I went with Blanc de Blanc was J-Mac. He trialled it. He probably could have ridden a few of them, um, and he stuck solid. <laughs> probably so. could have ridden all of them. <laughs> mm. Correct, yeah. yeah, and he stuck solid. So despite the wide draw there too, I think they've, they're have going to ride, you know, sort of second, third pair hopefully blend in and just get the right run.
0: Yeah. Anything to add, Jules?
2: No, that's, um, it's, really, it's going to be a really good race, but mm. um, I'm going to be really interested in the market. I think we're going to learn a little bit going out of it. To see what the actual market does, and that's irrelevant of the result. So you can sort of forget put the result to the side and go, well, the market thought this was going to happen. Mm. And then you can move on to the next start after that. For fields, a lot can happen.
0: Yeah. For a English race, restricted race, this two-year-old yeah. race doesn't get any better. Yeah. It's a fantastic yeah. race. I love the winner learning to fly to work early, challenged, fought back. I loved her trials. I think she's a, a very good horse. Whether the setup's right for her on Saturday is the question, but I think she's the best horse in the race, um, to be honest. Uh, let's head to race seven, the tab uh, light, fingers, stakes, 1,200 metres, guys. Um, Reese, you want to kick us off here? We see return of In Secret. It looks to start short price favourite. You with
1: her? Yeah, I'm all chips in. Chips think, in? Yeah, yeah, She's the Gable best. She, she yeah <laughs> She's the best. Um, her trials have been phenomenal. Um, she's got just a great record overall. Um, even if there is sting out of the ground, people will probably think Fireburn, that's advantage her. I think she's only maybe been met once. On soft ground, it was a placing too. Uh Nash for Willow so her trials couldn't have been any better. She was bolting through the line her latest. Even though it was out the back, you had to watch it. He was clipping heels off the line. I think she's airborne. Uh, and at the level weights,
0: I think if they're going to go to where they want to get with her, um, she'll be putting these away. Level weights, you make a fair point. 111 mm. handicap radar. She won last start. Obviously, the Group 1 down the straight was <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. They don't mm. win races like exactly, that. Yeah. Group 1s like that very often. Um, J-Mac gave a huge salute there. Um, Interesting little nuance that J Mac decided to stick with Zoo Gotcha, who's mm. scratched with the temperature. Yeah. What do you make of that?
1: Uh, yeah, it is interesting, but Nash did trial, trial yeah. her. Yeah. So I sort of, uh, it's hard to know exactly what happened, but you know, James probably could have trolled her, you know, if he thought she was, well, if he was going to get the race, what I thought he might have been trolling. So who knows? Nash might have been somehow fallen into place and they said, you can ride her race day too. So I don't know that, you know, you never really know what goes on there, but you certainly don't lose anything with Nash on. What do you uh, make of
2: that, Jules? Yeah, it's one of those ones where I've learnt to block it out mm. and yeah. just go, okay, right now too what too I've much. got is this horse this, with horse this jockey. horse is scratch, mm. so it's irrelevant? Yeah. But that- it's all, yeah. Even if, even if Zugacha runs, runs, my gut feeling is, is it got something to do with In Secret was going to go to the new market with 51.5 and, mm. and J-Mac can't ride, so he goes, I'm not going, I'm going to stick with mm. this other horse that I can be with for two or three yep. rides. So is that part of it and then if you start going down rabbit holes where well, you end up you know
0: she did beat in secret last campaign up, as well first absolutely yes. did yeah. yeah
2: no doubt um, she's the right horse i mean this is a horse that starts 230 in a golden rose and starts 310 in a cool more and absolutely demolishes them. Mm. And you got them at set weights. Ham was smashed in that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, yeah. So, so you've got to think okay, two trials, pretty well ready to rock and roll, minus synthetic filler, which I'm not too worried about when it goes on anyway. But it seems to me that if she did have issues with her feet, she hasn't got them now. Yeah, yep. So that's another plus. Positive, yep. Absolutely. Um, and you're sort of going okay, well, can I take, am I happy to back her against, say, the up and coming sunshine in Paris of 49 days, yeah. who looks to have plenty of ability? But. Inside draw, bit sticky. Um, I just think in secrets are a really good horse. I think she wins
0: here and she'll probably absolutely obliterate some with say fifty one and a half in a new market, yep. but who rides? Yeah. <laughs> She's a horse to beat. Uh, clearly we think we all know that's about price for me. I've got a couple of others. I think North Star Lass is the map horse. Uh, rolls long out in front. Trial well. trial well. Mm. Had a bit of intent about the trial. We talk about intent, whether in secrets obviously got bigger races in mind. Uh, North Star Lass might be the one there to win. The other one that i'm gonna have a or keep a close eye on throughout the campaigns a lot more love yeah, i'm gonna have i'm something, glad you brought her up she trolled they don't troll they don't much troll better. any better around fifth of eight <laughs> it's a shame Longfield. she's bumped
1: into um a star. in secret but yeah they don't troll any she's still overs really like place price
0: oh, i agree yeah. I, I have something on her she might want a bit further but i think she's returning super she a lot through more love them. ryan stable first up good stats they go well fresh just The barrier, she'll probably get back and, and have to find cover, but she'll be rattling home. I think she's in for a really good campaign. You got an opinion on her? or? I don't.
2: Um, I'm just, uh, just excited. Yeah, I'm just excited to see you in secret. I like Sunshine in Paris as a horse, yep. but I want to see in secret because I think we're going to get to see her down in here in Melbourne
0: um, and she'll be
2: mighty hard to beat in the new market.
0: We're all in secret on top. I'm just going to spec a lot more love at a price, maybe something each way, and keep a close eye on her for futures. We get to the Apollo. We go one champion in, in secret to another in Animo. Really divisive horse. First up, there'll be a lot of turnover on the exchange for Animo. A lot of backers, a lot of uh, layers. Which side are you with, Jules? I'm um, going to be against him until probably black figures. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm happy to lay him on in the red. Um, and for no, like, I, you always go when you get got a horse at this price, you go, okay, how can we get him beat? So what are the chinks? What are the weaknesses? And, and Is I that think, your first standpoint? Yes, when, when you got a shorty, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. and, and that's to either back or to not back. And I, I love being pointy end. I love backing those horses. But yeah. if you can't find a chink... Um, then you know you really have a good bet, and, and you back yourself in, and you know you either win or lose. But hard horse to find a chink. And, and this is the thing. <laughs> so I'm sort of laying it off the sake of well, I to. I need to lay something, and Animo is going to be the day. So it's going to be the horse. Um, yep. But you you go through the facts and figures. I mean, the only thing I can I, I'm worried about with Animo, if you were to hard with Animo. Five runs in the prep in the spring and I thought they were five hard runs and I didn't like his last one and I just don't like horses going out off a poor one. Mm. And I know it doesn't matter too much when they come back in, and, and, and they're such good horses like Animo is, but it always just a little bit of a negative for me when they go out off a poor one and I thought his last one at Flemington wasn't terribly poor, let's not put it that way, but um, it wasn't brilliant. So I'm happy to be against him. But since he turned four, I think it probably goes unnoticed what, the train, what they did. For this horse that when he was a two and three you could always beat animo Mm. and you could always beat him because he was worse than midfield and when he turned four they obviously changed his training which wouldn't be easy to do uh, and ask you is that they actually made him a horse that could sit one one and now that he sits one one he just about becomes that unbeatable force and i look at the race and i go geez a lot of these horses are going to be behind him and not many horses
0: can get past Mm. animo that's (laughs) true how do they do that how do you teach a horse to show or speak
1: well that probably just identifies how good of a horse he is because he can adapt to that. I mean, there's so many horses that have to be ridden a the particular way, yeah. way to show their best, but they were able to put him in a spot and he still was probably better, yeah. you know. As you said, you could beat him from west midfield, but they've been putting him into his races. And the last trial, they put him into the trial, you know. They set him, banged him outside the leaders. So... Uh, yeah, look, they've got a phenomenal team, Cummings, they know what they're doing, they've got the best of the best, um, and yeah, they, they took him to
0: another level when he turned four, you were right. Mm. What he did two campaigns ago in the autumn, my Manningo guy, he didn't parade well until he hit that Rose Hill Guineas, which okay. is fascinating, so that might be another little chick. Yep. Um obviously he's, he still ran well, in, he won the Hobartville, beat Halal and Converge, but... He didn't parade well until deep into that campaign, and I was a bit against him early in the spring because of that. Yep. I thought he might take a few runs, but the trial recently, thousand metres, that he said he put him into the trial. I thought he trialed really well with a bit more intent. Yep. Obviously, he's he's going to be retired <clears throat> soon and go to stud, and and they not here to mess around mm. you were a bit against the troll what's
1: interesting you say about how he didn't parade well because i think if we watch from memory the last jump out he'd had a decent sweat you see him up the mm. straight he had a bit of foam around the neck so he might have been up on his toes and still a bit fresh so they, they give him a good troll you know um I, I am against him more like jules more so at the price than anything and you, know, you had to lay something well i thought we had to lay something so i went with <laughs> animo um but yeah look I shouldn't speak on behalf of another trainer, but I thought just walking away from the trial, his latest one, I thought he was going to round them up and put them away, and I just didn't think he did. So I am just wouldn't have walked away thinking this horse is airborne. He's I'm, I'm with Fangirl and uh, Ice Bath. I think I, Ice Bath ran second to him first at last prep. That was 1,600. This is 1,400. She's drawn inside if she can just be a little bit closer than what she normally is. And Animo, if they put him into it, that's good, but I don't know. I thought he might have got a bit stuck from the draw maybe, um, but he might be good enough to win anyway. But I just thought at the price, I,
0: I was against him. The track's the key for those two. Um, ice bath, better on the mm-hmm. wet. Fangel yeah. dead set, needs it dry. Yeah. Dry, yeah. So yeah. you'll get a good idea with how yeah. the track's playing come race eight, um, and you'll probably be able to just focus on one of those yeah, horses that's right. Yeah. late. Um, who have you got on top if you're laying Animo, Jules? No, I'm just going to
2: be Just praying. against him? I'm praying. Yeah, I'm just hard against him. So yeah. against him to a certain point. Um, and just hoping for anything else. Yep. Hoping not, not particularly with one or the other. I'm always interested in a horse like Hinged. I always thought she had plenty of ability. Has one. Um, I
0: just think she's getting a bit more dour as she gets older. She yeah. Probably I just love fit. to know what her, what
2: they think her right distance is. Like, no, what's the think, right yeah, race yeah. for her? Mm-hmm. I actually I thought great. probably a Caulfield Cup in the
0: spring was her go, Yeah. Um, but they never went that way. So I'm uh, interested to see what they do with her this Brett. Oh, Bodogon's a fascinating horse. Yeah. Second campaign was fantastic in a Cox Plate. Um, These. First up here, Wallace, second campaign in Australia. We see horses springboard off a first campaign into a second. These internationals. Interesting to see what the market does with him. Firstly, and then how he goes. I, I don't want to lose on him if if I'm having a bet in the race because I think he's a star. Well, the market will tell you yeah. with these horses. So if the market if he's say.
2: What price is he now, Tom? Uh, nine dollars. Yes, yeah, so if he's nine and ends yeah. up six fifty-seven dollars, <throat> you just got to have something on. Even if you're heavily invested in Animo, you just got to yep. do
0: something for and your follow And Waller with five in the race, they generally get the betting yeah. right as well. You're yeah. just able to watch the betting yeah. right. So
1: that's where I've sort of looked into it a little bit. Jules said not to. You don't want to dig too far, but I feel Tim Clark's not quite Waller's. You know, go to second, not. two, no. third string. So I, I think the horse can run really well, but I thought Kieran's on. Um, Fangirl and Abdullahs on Hinge I thought they were probably the, the next two in line but I, look, you know, you could be wrong the horse might have come back better than what they thought but I, that was my yep. point of view on him, you know
0: Fair enough um, You guys catch the basketball Great man, breaking the record
2: I've heard something about it,
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, If I They se- got beat, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, <I> did. <laughs> if, if, Most if, importantly if I Before we get the best bets if I said he's the greatest of all time are you backing or laying that?
2: Uh, I don't. I, I just am not that invested in the sport that I could have an opinion that would I'm even. I'm with you. I don't. Yeah. yeah. You? I think I'm it's great him. for the sport though. Either
1: way, King yeah, LeBron. having those discussions. You're with him, King LeBron. You're mm-hmm. back. He's got the name. <laughs> he's oh, <laughs> he's okay, got the name. Well,
0: MJ didn't <laughs> have the name. Though. Oh yeah, but he was before my era, so I'm not living in the past. <laughs> interesting. Interesting <laughs> betting on the exchange as well. Um, Two dollars ninety-two for over thirty-five and a half points. Good mm-hmm. price. Yeah. Especially with the crowd that turned up. So. Um, might have been a bit staged. Who knows? don't know. Don't oh, there's
2: some conspiracy theorists <laughs> out there, Tom. <laughs>
0: there's a lot, there's a lot in this room, <laughs> I think. Um, let's get to your best bets, guys. Uh, mm. Reese, you start.
1: Yeah, in secret, 100%. Um, I'll be shocked if she gets beat. It'll only be from bad luck or she something goes wrong with her, I think. I think level weights, what they've got targeted for her, she, uh, she should be saluting.
0: There you go. We'll get to your lay in a minute, Jules. Yeah,
2: sand down um, against you here, Tommy. I'm going with She Dances. I don't think she's the best horse in the race, but I think she's the fittest horse, and I think she'll be forward midfield. I reckon each way I'm keen to have a good bet on her.
0: Well, she's my lay of the day, She Dances. Mm, I think this is fantastic. So this is good, good first time. One Can't of us wait. might not Can't turn up next week. for next week. week. Sathira, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the same race, my best bet. I think she's a great like bet that. at $20. Each way, something to win, triple the place, betfair.com to do. I think it's a great... Price there, and as I said, I'm against she's dancers. Your later the day, Reese.
1: Uh, I'm going to go chain of lightning. Uh, moods won't like that um, <laughs> from back at Pakenham, but I'm just not sure if she's up to these. Um, she probably the map horse, but uh, I was happy to be against her at the price I thought. Just on
0: that, the trainer trainer's sitting up in the clock tower. You have a chat about horses and be how it, they're
1: going, and be good if we had a cocktail.
0: Oh. Well, haven't quite, uh, haven't quite
1: got well, with the ages well. in Titan. <laughs> we're just sort of dealing with walking around and doing our best at <laughs> some the moment. So some there's there's a bit of banter there, but um unfortunately nothing quite like what Cram and, and Crawford would have been back in its day. Oh, there you go. Well, you Hopefully think... Moose doesn't watch you, so he will give me a clip.
0: <laughs> uh your later like the day. As long as we're
2: talking about clock, Taylor, yeah. really clock <laughs> yeah. tower. Did
0: um, you didn't hear me on SEM the other day, did you? No. Oh. Didn't <laughs> did you, you see? No, that? did I? Oh, I said smash the Oh, Something very good, than... smash the
2: clock. Yeah, mm. yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, we'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna lay you thunderstruck up to about six dollars. I marked him about six, I think I marked him six bucks, 6 six fifty. So, um, that current price, I'm gonna be top price all throughout betting thunderstruck. I
0: love it, I love it, guys. Thanks for joining me. Been absolutely pleasure. Fun. Yeah. You've, yeah. Been great. You've got more excited expi- from your. First sentence. You, you lifted. <laughs> well, couldn't go downhill, could <laughs> Once you hit rock water well, so sure, <laughs> we'll see how your tips go 1st uh, been an absolute pleasure. Great to have two uh, great minds on the show. Thanks for joining me on Lay Back with Bed Fair. You responsibly call one 858 858